So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in studio here by with Emma Williams. And of course Shan is with us on the other end of the Skyplane. So Emma, thanks a lot for coming back again. And again, uh, as people know, this particular stage is representative, the Limbic representative for World Meeting the Families. And you're the lady who, who answers all the questions and so on and so forth. But you're pretty good now last time. You, you gave us an awful lot of information as to what's happening and so on and so forth. Since you last joined us, um, just to kick you off, I believe um, there's no tickets left. Uh, no, John, the, if I'm right, right in thinking so, we met here and the following day, the following Monday morning, yeah. the tickets went on sale. They are, or I shouldn't say sale, they went on release. Yeah. They were free, yeah. but they went on release. In actual fact, I thought they weren't going on release until 9am, but they actually went on release at 5 um, the tickets that was would have been tickets for the Pope Knock. in Knock and yeah. the Pope in the Phoenix Park. Okay. Tickets for Knock there was forty forty thousand, forty five thousand yeah, of those yeah, yeah. and they were gone by quarter past nine Lovely. that morning. Mm-hmm. And I suppose um interesting enough, uh since last Sunday the tickets for the Phoenix Park are gone. Mm-hmm. So there's five hundred thousand tickets, half a million tickets gone for the Phoenix Park. Um I suppose key statistics from the bookings are that there's 116 countries represented in the bookings for the Mass in the Phoenix Park. Um, There's an excess of 15,000 visitors from overseas coming for the Mass. 46% of those planning to attend the final Mass gave an address in Dublin. And the balance of the remaining bookings are um, spread evenly across the country. And I suppose, again, I think probably since we were talking as well, we had spoken about the Pastoral Congress and the RDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we spoke, the three days of the Pastoral Congress have also sold out. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, over half of those, so roughly what would have registered for those days are somewhere around 30,000 for those three days. Mm-hmm. And I suppose over half of those registered to attend the Congress in the RDS are parents with children under 18 years of age. Um, Mm. And that is expected, I suppose, to be similar for the Phoenix Park. So I think it's going to be... um, Isn't that great? I mean, the world meeting the families and half of them, a family is going to be there for the the RDS. And I suppose, I mean, there there has been one event that I suppose people have been talking about quite a bit is um, the Festival of Families, which is taking place on the Saturday night and I suppose tickets for that didn't go on general release, uh, John, because mm-hmm. of the, I suppose, of the small nature of um, Croke Park. It's quite tiny. Mm-hmm. But as you drew my attention, it's actually in uh, your own parish newsletter mm-hmm. that there will be an allocation of tickets going to each parish um, for a family to be present. Um, so um, that's, on the, Saturday. that's, that's on, on the Saturday, mm-hmm. on the 25th of August at 1945. And I see they're going to... Um, they're going to draw, I see here in the, the parish of Newcastle West, uh, they're going to actually draw, mm. have a draw for these tickets at parish level. I, and I think Shane just reminded us there last week as well that obviously that's going to happen in all the parishes, but just Newcastle West seems to have got in before the rest of yeah. them. Now that's that, 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 so, so. So I suppose alongside mm. that, that there's been a few other things happening. Mm-hmm. I suppose this day last week, um, I went to the Poor Clares in Ennis. And as some of your um, listeners may have been aware or may have been um, 
uh, exposed to, there has been a petition box uh, travelling around the diocese. The petition box was um, actually uh, presented to my daughter in Knock last, uh, the 21st of August Mm -hmm. last year when the actual World Meeting of Families was officially launched. And that box has been on a journey around the diocese collecting petitions to be taken to the final mass in the Phoenix Park. Uh, Prior to to going to the Phoenix Park, uh, the petitions were taken to the Poor Clares in Ennis for prayer before the the final mass. So I had the wonderful opportunity last Sunday of uh, going to the monastery in uh, Ennis and collecting all the petitions to take them to uh, Dublin so that they would be present at the the papal mass. And I would just say to people, if they didn't maybe get the opportunity mm-hmm. to send in petitions and they would like a petition um, uh, included in that gathering of uh, the papal mass, they can always email them to me mm-hmm. at limerick at worldmeeting2018.ie. So I'll take any petitions on that and email address. If they don't give an email as well, maybe they can hand it into their own parish and forward it yeah, to you. Yeah, or, into, yeah, or post it to the diocesan office. So it looks like things are starting to happen. Uh, um, and as well as that, I suppose the choirs, we've had we've a number of choirs um, uh, going to be represented or have all volunteered to be mm-hmm. um, present in uh, the Phoenix Park. There will be actually a massed choir that day in the Phoenix Park of 5000. Um, they're putting, I suppose, a special place aside for the uh, youth and the secondary school here in Rathkeel are actually taking their choir to um, Lovely. to the Phoenix Park. Lovely. So there's a lot happening. It's busy. <laughs> it's busy and, and now people are beginning to hear about it, um, obviously with the tickets and so on and so forth. And again, um, just remind people again, because I myself, as I mentioned last week, I would up to update people as we know. It'll certainly, it, it's, it'll fairly, obviously it'll be broadcast. I'm pretty now. sure it's even going to be broadcast on RTE, to be quite uh, honest. And, RTE, and, and I think, you know, people do feel they want to be part of, uh, part of it. There is going to be a celebration in Limerick on the Tuesday, the Tuesday the 21st. Uh, there's going to be a party on the street in um, Saint jo- in John Square okay. Licence Permitting yeah, yeah. and then followed with um, a liturgy in the cathedral at 7pm but I can give you more information on that John as we get a little bit nearer I'm I, sure you thanks a lot for that now part of the world meeting the families and so on and so forth is obviously all about family and a number of months ago in each parish it was offered parish conversations uh, yes John it certainly was because I suppose when um, Pope Francis wrote to the people of Ireland asking or, mm. or to the Dublin Archbishop asking for the uh, World Meeting of Families to be hosted in Ireland mm. he asked that um, the document that he had uh, written after the Synod on the Family mm. Amoris Laetitia or the Joy of Love that this would be uh, studied and read by the people in preparation for his pastoral visit. So there's been lots of different um, ways of looking at that, but certainly mm-hmm. one of them, which was very successful and, and yeah. nice, was um, the, the parish, parish conversation. con- conversations. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that was there was um, six sessions in total. Mm-hmm. The first and second sessions dealt with the reality of family life in the world today. And it explored how Pope Francis recognised um, how the church needs to communicate more effectively the good news of the gospel of the family, which um, 
and it looks at the challenge of the fund, the role of God's love in our teaching on the permanence of married love and its openness to new life. Sessions three and four goes on to explore how love is lived in family and how children are nurtured. In session five, the program of the program Pope Francis uh, it explores the understanding of human fragility in the reality of family life, the importance of reaching out in mercy. Uh, in how we approach the frig- that fragility and the challenge, I suppose, that this poses to all of us in mm. pastoral care, reaching out to people on the margins, which I suppose um, Pope Francis is so, so, um, considers so, so important. Yeah, does, yes. mm. And um, I suppose the final st- session then explores, I suppose, hope in regards to love and marriage. That's kind of yeah. it in a, a nutshell. John. I thought I I thought it was very. You good. really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. But what I would say to people, it's on the web. It's it's on amaris.ie, and these videos are available for for people to look at and see. Amaris.ie. Go on there and look at parish conversations. I'm actually going to play um, the first uh, the, the first video that we, that we did see the reality of life today, and it features um, ten different people from various parts of. Of life, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's two ladies there who are widows. Um, there's a, there's somebody who's severely handicapped. There's uh, somebody who, who's a, who's um, a, you know, just a schoolgirl. There's a refugee from Tanzania comes in. There's a bishop speaks. I think the important thing of this, sit back, sit back, and just listen to to how they introduce themselves. And in the coming weeks, we'll play some more of these. But in the meantime, let's just hear what these people have to say. Well, I'll be married 50 years next uh, March, so, and um, yeah, it's been good. Um, one of the things that um, a lot of families probably do, and which I've done, is you move house a number of times. So I've moved three times, and uh, my last move was uh, 14 years ago today. I have to say... It was a complete, complete life change, as you can understand, moving from a, um, a fairly large town to a completely rural area. Um, what does family mean? Family means um, a sharing of love and a sharing of joys and sorrows. A share, a sharing, I suppose, is... I suppose if I to put family into one word, I, I'd, I would say sharing.
It's sharing the joys, sharing the sorrows, sharing the good times and the bad times. Describing my family situation, uh, I think uh, I myself, my family situation would be a family of one to start in the centre of the circle. And when you expand that circle, it incorporates uh, close friends and their families. It incorporates the core family that I came from and their families. So my brother and his son and daughter. And, uh, and then it grows. So it's an expanding circle. But my family, in the traditional sense of family, um, I don't have a family. I'm a single person. So I get my meaning from the things that I do and I get my meaning from the people that I love and cherish in my life. My family situation is uh, my immediate family, which is my husband, and we have five children uh, from 29 down to 21, four sons and a daughter. And then we've been married for 30 years. And then I have a sister and brother and mum and dad, and very fortunate that they're all alive. And my husband's family then would be quite a big extended family of uh, six siblings and his parents are no longer with us. But we then have a lot of other friends that would have kind of maybe in some situations would have spent time living with us because when houses were being done up and whatever. So they're all part of the family as well. My family situation is um, I'm recently married. Uh, I got married last Christmas, uh, the 29th of December. Um, so newlyweds still at the minute, I suppose. And uh, beyond that, my own family is made up of my mother. Uh, my dad passed away quite a number of years ago. Um, and my two brothers. Um, one brother lives at home with my mother. And my other brother is married with four small children. Four children under the age of six. So busy household. The last couple of years, um, I suppose, based on my own experience uh, within the Diocese of Limerick, being part of the Synod process, I've been seeing family in a much broader sense. Um, and at the other end of the spectrum, I also see all sorts of family units. And I've seen probably the, the more, we could call it maybe the more dysfunctional side of family, where families are struggling, um, where families are lost, where individual members of family are lost. So I suppose over the last three years, I would say, I've seen both ends of the spectrum. Um, and I'm beginning to understand a, a more beautiful concept of family, you know, where and the importance of family and coming from a good, solid family background, uh, however that might be made up, you know. Um, so, yeah, I suppose I've seen both sides over the last few years.
and today would have been my wedding anniversary, the 55th. And I had dated my husband before that for five years, four months, and 23 days. But who's counting? He was a confirmed bachelor. I'm Fortunately, I have a good relationship with my growing children, and I'm glad of that. I enjoyed having kids. It wasn't some kind of sense of duty, and I was lucky enough, because times are a little different then, to be able to be home until they were older. What would family be to me? Oh, my, that's such a profound question. Uh, we share a history. We Each of us is an individual. We share certain things in common, including a sense of humor and certain interests, but I'm not sure how I define it. It's just a feeling of belonging and uh, growing up in a little town in Iowa, to some extent, extends your family, because when you go out on the street, you speak to everyone you see. And to this day, if I make eye contact with someone, I've lived in Chicago for 50-some years, but it'll be all but impossible for me to walk down the street and see someone and not speak. After my husband died, I wrote a book about it. This is my way of dealing with things to some extent, called Death of a Husband. And as someone wisely said, you don't get over it, you learn to live with it. Because I still miss him. And I'm sure I always will miss him, but you learn to try to build a life, sort of brick by brick by brick. My family is a Catholic family. There's four of us in the family. I have a younger sister, and I live with my mum and dad as well. Um, our family is big on both sides. Um, my two nanas are alive, so I go and visit him often. I'm Congolese. Uh, I'm married, and I have uh, six children. I flew my country. I was in Tanzania, I lived in Tanzania for a long time, 20 years plus. 2014, I was selected by the UNCR to come here in Ireland from Tanzania where I lived for a long time in the refugee camp. I'm coming for my, for my, my, my wife and my my five children, and now we have another, another children who was born here in Ireland. Well, I'll tell you one memory that stays in my mind all these years, when I was about maybe um, uh, 10 or 11 years old. I remember one night, I, uh, we used to all go to bed around maybe 10 o'clock or something, but about 11.30, I came up to the kitchen to get a glass of water. And um, so I went into the, into the uh, cold kitchen and the fire was out already. And um, there was my father kneeling down, praying by himself. That image stays in my mind forever. And to see my father, that somehow he was talking to to God and that for him it was real. So these memories of, of the faith being part of our 
or like of the rituals of our lives. Walking to during Lent, walking the mile down to Spring Hill Church for the stations across in the dark and going to visit a neighbour on the way back uh, to get a cup of tea and a couple of biscuits or something, whatever it was. These little things were part of our, our lives, I suppose. Had a, and I would say for me, it was definitely my mother's prayers that got me, uh, got me so far because... Um, uh, she she had a great faith and just called out to the Lord. She had um, last suffering in her own life, and she just she just uh, turned to the prayers to, and and she and to see her through. So that was um, the, an audio recording of the first video that that, that we. We viewed as part of the parish conversations in the parishes. The reason why I play that again is just to give people an idea and really give these people a chance to introduce themselves. I'll be speaking a lot more about their experiences in, in, in over the next few weeks. But what I want to do at this particular stage is um, for Damien O'Reilly, the severely handicapped person, I, I just want to read out what he actually said. My name is Damien O'Reilly. I live in a rural part of Cavan in in Crasser Lock. I built an independent living apartment under the family home in 2008. I have one brother and one sister. My sister lives at the bottom of the avenue. My brother lives in Dublin. And I'm single at the moment. My mother is a great support. She does everything for me. And only for her, mm-hmm. I would be in residential care. She, she always supports me in everything I do. I really couldn't ask for a better mother. That probably sums up an awful lot of probably our own conversations uh, that we experience in the various parishes, the mother being the heart of the family. But so many different situations within the family, we sometimes think of our own. But I think by watching this this particular video, it gives us an idea that there are a lot more uh, situations in family life that we experience and it's good for us to be able to appreciate them all and I think that's what Pope Francis wants to do. So over the next few weeks as I said I'll be playing a few more of those videos, uh, the recordings of those videos just to give people a flavour again of these people's experiences and what and, and what they think about family life and so on and so forth. But in the meantime we'll go for our piece of music again to finish up part two here and of course there is a, a world... Um, we're meeting the family's uh, piece of music this year and it's entitled A Joy for All the Earth and so we'll play this one now. Let's hear this.
constant calling. Love is our fulfillment in God's dwelling place.